Welcome to the Peak City Podcast. We're your hosts, Shane Reese, Nick Bryant, Amber Keister, and I'm Heather Taylor. And today on the podcast, Amber and I are talking with Courtney Bowman, the founder of Raleigh Cheesy. I'm so excited to be here. You must know. I have a quick story for you <laughs> oh. about why we are here interviewing you. <laughs> okay. So like before COVID, I had heard of you, got a charcuterie board for a client. They loved it. So then over this past Christmas break, I'm over at another client friend's house and she's making a charcuterie board. And it's like the most beautiful. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, that doesn't look like the meat and cheeses that I've seen before. How did you? She's like, oh, I took a class at Raleigh Cheesy. It was great. I'm like, well, that looks amazing. And then literally like two days later, I'm at another client friend's house and she has a board from you. Wow. And she says, yeah, it's Raleigh Cheesy. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I love I love Raleigh Cheesy. And she's like, have you met the owner? I'm like, not really. And she's like, you need to interview her. She's <laughs> spicy. She's fun. You're and I'm like, okay, well, I, so I go home and I look up your website and the first words on here about you are, my name is Courtney and I have no chill. Yeah. And I was like, it's on girl. We're doing it. <laughs> so yep. Courtney, yep. welcome to the show. And we would like to remind listeners that the Peak City Podcast is now powered by Keller Williams Legacy in Apex, located in Beaver Creek. All right. So Courtney, can you tell us a little bit of your story, how you got started? Yeah. How do we get here? Yeah. So um, I started Raleigh Cheesy in 2019 as a creative outlet while I was a middle school teacher. I'd been teaching for about seven years and was just getting really burnt out. So I was doing this just to have a side hustle, really, as all teachers do. So yeah, I, I did my Oh, you were you were teaching and you needed a side hustle. I would think you would yeah. need like a nap. <laughs> well, I needed that too. <laughs> but I think I you know, I, I think if you if you talk to almost any teacher who's been doing it for more than three or four years, we can at some point you feel like you can do it in your sleep, you know? Right. Um, so I needed something where I felt like I was creating, you know, I, I have that muscle I have to exercise in some way of needing to create something. So um I'd made my first one for my daughter's second birthday in the summer before my seventh year of teaching. And then by October, I had made like three or four. And I was like, that's enough to start a business, right? Um, so I like- Tons of experience. Yeah, so much. You're good to go. I knew exactly what I was doing. <laughs> totally had it all planned. I did a little research and tried to see like if there was anybody in the area who did it. And I couldn't find anybody who was offering like cheese and charcuterie boards that looked like this. And there were a couple girls around the nation who were doing it. And it seemed like the market was wide open for Raleigh. So I, October 1st, called it Raleigh Cheesy, snatched the Instagram handle up because I thought that was really obvious where we were located, what we had to do with. It was a pun. It was really cheesy. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to post every picture I have and say, now offering to the triangle. And if anything happens, great. But I, my ex bar was very low. My expectations were very low. Um, and it blew up literally overnight. It you, was, so you didn't have a shop or anything? At oh, this no, point. no, no, no. Okay. No. Mm -mm. I was just cranking. I was dealing cheese out of my house, you know. <laughs> She's a cheese um, dealer. I was a cheese dealer. And uh, that was illegal. Didn't know that. Came to find that out <laughs> later. But yes, I just did it and was like, yeah, now offering to the triangle. And it was very quickly orders started flying in. 
oh my gosh, send me your website, send me your menu. And I was like, mm-hmm, I totally have those. Uh, <laughs> one second. And I like made the menu real fast, made a Gmail account really fast. I was, it was literally within 24, 48 hours. It was very, very fast. Were you like, um, were you freaking out or were you just excited? Uh, a little of both. Okay. I was like, Sounds I've got to ride the wave, you know, like this is so great. So my first gig that I booked, I literally used it for a photo shoot to take more pictures because I had posted every picture I had ever done. And all, all three I had no, I all four cheese words <laughs> I had done and I had no more content to post. So I got a photo shoot done with one of my friends and I finally had content to post, you know, and yeah, I very quickly took off after that. And by December, I had made my teacher salary in sales. So I was like, I wait, should- so this was October to December? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Three months. And again, this was no plan at all. It was the ideal time to start. Like those months are always the busiest time for a cheeseboard company anyways, because of all the holidays and all the gatherings that you're having that time of year. And I didn't know that. I just started in October. But I was like, wow, this is me doing it part time. I'm doing it after teaching. I'm having to say no to all these like requests that are coming in for events that are happening during the day that I can't do. Like, what would this business be like if I could say yes to all of them? Right. So January came around and I told them I would not be returning for the following school year. I was like, all right, the spring of 2020 is going to be my final semester. (laughs) And I had no idea what was about to happen. So I am really, really curious because like Heather, I've followed Riley Cheesy for mm-hmm. a while. I'm assuming it was you. Maybe you it was had, just me. <laughs> you had help, but uh, you did a photo shoot with Carrie Magazine, yeah, which was amazing and beautiful. But what did Courtney do during the pandemic when nobody was entertaining? Yeah. It How was did crazy. you manage that? It was crazy. Um, my smallest board that I offered at the time was for 10 people. So... When <laughs> you're like, um, we're going to take a zero off the end of yeah. that one. <laughs> they put, they, you know, put out this thing that's like, you cannot gather with 10 or more people. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like that was my last, that was my smallest size. Oh what am I doing? Gosh. So, um, you know, the world shuts down and I also simultaneously find out I can't be operating out of my house because it's illegal. You have to be operating out of a commercial kitchen. So we started looking for commercial kitchens, but they were all closed down because of the pandemic. They didn't want people coming in and out of them. So I couldn't find one. So I was just like, it was like undercover. You're like, did I quit my job? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, wow. Uh, Okay. So that stable paycheck ends in August. Like I have until August to get this figured out basically. So yeah, it was very much under the, it was like, I was posting on social media and advertising it, but also being like, not, I, think. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, plan, I we'll think say. honestly, COVID was, it was, I don't ever want to say COVID was a blessing, but I think so many people, I think the health department was so concerned with so many other things that were happening that we very much were under the radar. Like, they're not coming after me for making cheese boxes out of my home in the pandemic. Right. You right. know what Good I mean? Point. Yeah. Nobody's coming after a single individual doing that. They had a lot of other things on their yeah. mind. <laughs> so I was just kind of able to keep going. And I switched to individual boxes. I started making these things I called date boxes that were like a $40 box. You could have a little date night at home and it would be smart, you know, something you would do. And I would literally go to parking lots, fill up my cooler with ice, 
pack a bunch of boxes and say, okay, I'm going to be in this parking lot at six o'clock. If you want one, come and get one. Um, the cheese dealer. I was like, I was like, <laughs> you know, people would pull I'm up, like, you got the cheese. And I was like, I'd pop over my trunk. Yeah. I 40 grapes too. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, totally. So I eventually started doing pre-orders for them because I just didn't know ever how many people would show up. But it was why it was so funny. You know, I'd go to like the Best Buy parking lot at Crabtree and I would open up my trunk and it was like piranhas. They would just all <laughs> flock at the same time and like surround my car and I'd call a name. And they'd come forward all masked up and, you know, it was great. <laughs> And, and all of this was totally fine with the folks at Crabtree, right? Totally legal. Oh, I never asked. Um, <laughs> You're more of an ask forgiveness than permission. Yeah, kind ask of for forgiveness, yeah. not permission. Um, it only, but I'm not kidding. I was only over there 10 minutes. That's, it was so I wish fast. we had video of this yes. whole. It was a phenomenon, for real. <laughs> um, I was only ever there like 10, maybe 15 minutes because everyone was on time. You know, I said, I'll be there at six with your cheese box. I would pull up. They'd be ready. Like they'd be standing outside their cars and I would just hand them all out and then leave. So it was, I, I don't think well I was done. really bothering anyone, well but done. Um, that's kind of how we made it through. And then in June, we signed the lease for here because we couldn't find a commercial kitchen anywhere and we knew we needed one. And when we started talking rates for what it would look like to open a store, have people like come and grab and go boxes. It was way more in our budget to do that than we expected. It wasn't like all the way in the budget, but it was like close enough. It was like, okay, that that wasn't as far out of reach as I thought, considering the business we're doing, right? With only me on staff. But we didn't have the construction was the biggest issue, right? The construction was the biggest payment. And I knew we didn't have that. And banks weren't also, like giving out any loans to restaurants right. during COVID, right? right. New you restaurants, not a safe bet that had been open for less than a year. <laughs> right? You know, they were like, absolutely not, go away. Right. Nice to um, see you. Goodbye. Yes. So we did a Kickstarter campaign in July uh, to raise twenty thousand dollars to help with the campaign. And, and Kickstarter is all or nothing. It's you have to meet the twenty thousand dollar goal, whatever goal you set um, within the time limit. Or you don't get any of it. Gotcha. Like nobody's cards are charged. And that was kind of my way of seeing if anybody wanted it. Because I was like, if the community doesn't want it, nobody's going to show up when we're open. Like, no one's going to buy cheese. And there's no point. Like, Great I don't point. need to open it. So, and I just need to let it die, you know? And they came through. Like, more than came through. We were able to raise 25000 which was insane. Everybody was, like, so enthusiastic about it. And um, we had an angel investor come in who uh, lent us 20000 And uh, we were able to, like, pay for it all. And it was insane. It, it just was You had hooked people. It was like the old school drug movie. Like, you had yes. hooked them in the parking lot. <laughs> I got them right? And they needed the their cheese. cheese. They needed like, their face. I'm just going to need twenty grand. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you want more cheese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what it takes. Just embezzle it. <laughs> <laughs> I do um, want to say though that, you know, in anything you hear about with people who do things and people who don't, like you got to take action. Mm -hmm. You can't just keep getting ready to get ready. Right. Right. So I kind of love the fact that you were like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. And that's how you, how you make it happen. But yeah. Anyway. Now, and I just wanted to talk again about this lovely Apex location yeah. that you're at. And so our producer did want to ask if you'd consider changing your name to Apex Cheesy. To Cheese. Apex Cheesy? I know. If I could think of a really good pun that was Apex Cheesy or <laughs> something or like had it in it, I totally would. 
But yeah, when we were looking for locations and stuff, it was like Raleigh was nowhere in reach. So this was much more feasible for us. And we opened this store February of 2021. So it's about to be two years of being opened here. Yeah. And then, and you have a location in Raleigh too, right? And now no? we have a location in Raleigh. Yes. So December of 2021, we started looking for Raleigh because we knew most of our customers are based in Raleigh. Okay. And in the zip code that we are currently in. And we also knew that there are a couple other cheese board businesses that had been popping up in the area. And if we did not actively move towards our Raleigh clientele, we were going to lose them. Makes sense. So we took another big risk and we signed a lease for a second store. And if I had done the second store first, I would never have opened another one. The second one was way more exhausting and way more of a stressor than the first one. Like Because low. of that location or because you now have two babies? Um, I think because of the location. Okay. I, I it was it was definitely hard. And it still is hard managing two stores. And I'm very grateful to have an amazing staff working for me that helps keep me sane. But the second store was so much more expensive than they quoted us. We ran into so many more issues. They found asbestos in the floor. They found water damage. The AC completely went out in August. So we had to get the whole thing replaced. Like... It was just one thing after another with it. And I always said, so this store, very light and airy, right? It's like very- So cute. We'll take so, some pictures. So much natural light. And that store, I said I wanted it to feel like the moody older sister, right? That she'd be a little bit more warm, like darker, richer tones. That's why I told our designer. Um, and she is proving to be the moody older sister <laughs> for sure. She's just living up to her name. Um, you asked for it. I Careful asked what for you it. I really girlfriend. did. I would tell people- I still tell people she was like a little feral kitten when we first moved in that had never been domesticated, you know, and now she's like so well behaved and wonderful and she's very used to being loved, but she'd just been abandoned for a long time and wasn't used to like anyone being in her vicinity. So you're counseling her back to. Yes, she is loved. She's well adapted now. Um, she's very welcoming. People love to be there. She's so. come so far. She has. She really has. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about like, uh, we've learned already so much about the business, but is there something yeah. else you want people to know about your business? Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah. So I think the two stores have very different vibes to them and very different feels. I think a lot of times people always want to know, like, can I come and sit for a while and work? And I'm absolutely highly encouraged at either store. We have Wi-Fi at both stores. We have nice seating. So anybody is welcome to come and grab something from the fridge and just get work done if they need to. Which store are you usually at? This store that we're in right now, the Apex store, is only open Thursday through Sunday. And then Raleigh is open Tuesday through Sunday. So beginning of the week, I'm usually in Raleigh. And then usually end of the week, I'm here. Gotcha. And I think if I may answer some of the questions I've asked... Tell us about the classes. Yeah, absolutely. So classes are super fun. I think up to this point, we've taught about 5,000 people, four to 5,000 people. Um, last year alone, we taught 84 classes, which is crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. So a lot of people are taking them and then a lot of people will take them and then they'll be like, oh my gosh, I want to do this for a work event. You know, I want to do it as a team building or oh, my girlfriend's getting married. Like, I want to do it for her bachelorette party or something. And so they'll do it for that. So I have some people who've taken the class like four or five times. 
and some people who have only taken it once and then they like go on and make their own little charcuterie boards, but then they come to me with the really big stuff, which is great. That's what I want, you know, if you're ever having a large event. But we teach people how to make their own cheese board. They make a little 10-inch cheese board. I walk them through at the beginning the four C's of a cheese board and how to shop for ingredients. And then the second half of class, I help them assemble it step by step. And then we walk through a couple different bites, like how to create pairings and stuff. Um, and I always ask at the beginning of class, I ask for a thumb meter, like how confident they feel building a board. Thumbs up is like, I'm just here. Like I, I should be working for you. And thumbs down is like, I'm just here for booze and a good time. I see your teacher skills are being yes. used. <laughs> oh, utilized. Yes, thoroughly. And usually I would say everybody starts at about a 50%. And the majority of people are like full thumbs up by the end. So. I mean, that, even watching our friend make the board after taking your class, yeah. we learned a few things about like, oh, never thought about like the way she sprinkles. Mm-hmm. So I won't give away all your secrets. <laughs> you got to come to the class to get the rest of it. You mentioned the four C's of cheese boards. Yes. I was so curious when you said that. Yes. I love a good acronym. Yes. So four C's, we say cheese is the first C. Of course. Of course. Crackers, charcuterie, and then Companions is the fourth C. Oh, love it. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun. I feel like I'm going to come to the class like with a leg up. They're going to be like, you know what the four C's are? I know. I know all of them. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to say, Heather's a teacher's pet. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And I don't know if you planned this. It doesn't sound like you did, but charcuterie boards are just everywhere right now and you just yes. i mean caught the wave yes you the right place right time yes i'm curious as to where do you think this will go yeah is it, is it going to be like cupcakes where it was mm-hmm. everywhere and then it's like eh, no i don't want a cupcake anymore. yeah 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 but you know what's your what's your vision right so i've had a lot of people ask me that of like are you worried that this is just a trend that's going to die off and I always tell people, for as long as you can remember, how often have you been asked to bring a cheese and meat platter to an event, right? Like Mm -hmm. any sort of gathering, a tailgate, a baby shower, anything. Somebody always brings a meat and cheese platter, right? It's only now in the past few years that people have started styling them in a different way. And that style might change over the next few years. It might, you know, become very much more modern and simplistic and less abundant, if you will. And I very much anticipate us adapting to whatever styles people are most interested in. But I don't think cheese and meat trays are going anywhere anytime soon. So you'll have like the modernist cheese and meat Yeah, we could, you know. Tuscan cheese Um, and meat Yeah, absolutely. Craftsman. I I love the way we style them now. And I don't see that trend changing anytime soon. But as it does, it's a very easy to adapt sort of thing. And I mean, you see meat and cheese and grape platters at Publix and Harris Teeter all the time. I think ours look a lot better. They they are really pretty. (laughs) Have you thought about like franchising or anything like that or not? We're not that far right now. I think two stores is good for me right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I, I said, anytime anybody asks me, you want to open another one? I'm like, no, not anytime soon. <laughs> well, you need a, a few point Farina cheesy. Oh my God. There yes. you go. A lot of people want that. A lot of people want Durham and Chapel Hill. Hit all the major towns. Yeah. Some people have asked for Wake Forest. So 
Well, this stems with our, our, our one of our questions that we had, which is where are you located? So yes. Apex and Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Apex and Raleigh. Okay. And so how can people book a class or find out more about Raleigh Cheesy? Yeah. So we have tons of information on our website. It's just RaleighCheesy.com, C-H-E-E-S-Y. Um, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Raleigh Cheesy. No spaces or dots or anything. So Courtney, you have talked a lot about your growing pains, opening the business, and your enthusiasm is just so infectious. And you know, no wonder the business has been successful. But I'm just really curious about what's the best thing about owning the business? Ooh, great question. I think the best thing would be, I've been between a few things, but honestly, the flexibility to be with my kid more, honestly, is huge. I love getting to bring her to work with me when I need to. (laughs) Or there were a lot of things with having a nine to five teaching job. I couldn't be present at her school events during the day as much as I wanted to, or I couldn't pick her up from school, or I couldn't take her to school sometimes. And I love being able to do that now. And like she can come hang out here if she wants. And she very much takes pride in this as well. So I mean, what you're teaching her by doing this is amazing. Yeah. Probably more than you could teach her as a teacher. Like just following your dream is Mm -hmm. really a big deal. So I'm really happy that my client said, go interview Courtney (laughs) because you've been just as engaging as she promised. Um, And thank you so much for being on the show. Yes. And hopefully everyone will go grab themselves a a charcuterie board because uh, I can't rave about them enough. They are delicious (laughs) and so pretty. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. All right. You're welcome. And thank you everybody for listening to the Peak City Podcast powered by Keller Williams Legacy in Apex. Apex.